Now, uh, I am the Black Dragon. I was born in Nigeria. I grew up in New Zealand, but I have lived in China, so I've embraced the Chinese culture. I came to China in 2014, and I fell in love with the land. Black outside, China inside. I am Chinese. I'm the Black Dragon. Hey, can you guys believe that? Is that real? Is he the Chinese, the true Chinese? Yeah. Revoke that man's black card. Like I always call him China's little slut. Drykus has lived in Africa his entire fucking life. He never woke up one day and says, you know what? China's giving me money. I'm Chinese now. I go get a little Chinese flag that's a slut on it. Oh, boy. And I'll bring it to the weigh-in for you guys. And I'll hand him his little Chinese flag that's a slut just for Izzy. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Sean Strickland, but he's the kind of dude that's pretty happy to say whatever is on his mind, especially if it might get him a title fight with the world champion. And in the case of a fight with the current champion, Israel Adesanya, he's been pretty open on his opinion on Izzy's kickboxing career and his time spent in China. Sean's basically been calling Izzy a sellout for calling himself Chinese while living and fighting there. But you might not know how Israel even arrived in China in the first place, or how successful he was there as a fighter, or how he got the nickname The Black Dragon. I'm Bailey and from MMA on point and this is the story of Israel Adesanya the black dragon in China Okay, I don't want to waste too much time on the basics here. I'm sure most of you know about Stylebender's background. Born in Lagos, Nigeria, did a bit of Taekwondo as a kid, moved to New Zealand at 10, and that's when he saw Tony Jaa in On Back and wanted to start training martial arts seriously. Started training kickboxing, took his first fight in just six weeks, got lost in the YouTube martial arts rabbit holes, and as he put it, opened the fifth gate like Rock Lee. The fifth gate! Gate of closing! Open! <laughs> then won a bunch of amateur fights before deciding to move to Auckland and start training full-time with Eugene Behrman. Eventually he went pro, and after a handful of fights on the local scene in Australia and New Zealand, he got the opportunity to fight in China. Now, this wouldn't be Izzy's first exposure to Chinese culture and martial arts, though. My teacher, Sifu Lin Chuan, came from China, and he has been teaching Chinese Kung Fu in Yudan for almost 50 years. He's talking about Sifu Philip Lam, who, as it turns out, is one of the most influential people in New Zealand martial arts. The 30-year anniversary of Muay Thai in this country and the man that brought the sport to the shore, air shores. Yeah, come New Zealand in 1975. Years later, I promoted Fu Kong Tech Kung Fu Tournament in 1978. I've known Sifu Lin since I was a teenager. He's not only shown me Chinese Kung Fu, but he's shown me a lot about Chinese culture. So, yeah, that and his admitted interest in Chinese martial artists like Bruce Lee, I can see why it might have sounded like a fun trip. But he was also dealing with some promotional problems back in New Zealand. A lot of the Kiwi promoters, they wouldn't give me that, that shine. And I'm like, do you guys see what I'm doing? I'm people up, you know? I'm doing it in style. So what do I do? I go where the money is. Obviously, the guy wants to get paid as well. Either way, China was the next step for Izzy, but he was the foreigner being brought over to lose to the local guys. Even if they were paying him, it wasn't to win. And the Chinese brought me over as a journeyman for their guys to beat up on, because obviously they want to promote their guy. His first big fight was in the WLF, the Wuling Fang, and it was all about pitting Chinese fighters against foreign competition. Adesanya's first big fight was against Guo Xiang in November 2011. He got to experience enemy territory, and as the underdog, Izzy went in there and basically beat him up. Oh. Oh. Yeah, nah. 
He won a decision, but immediately had a rematch with the same guy just three months later, and this time relentlessly finished him. He went up against more Chinese fighters and he kept beating them. And these were tough guys. I mean, he was knocking out Chinese boxing champions. Oh, he was like all the other guys on these cards, representing Nigeria as a foreigner, coming over to lose to the Chinese talent. And hearing Izzy talk about what it was like living and competing out there is absolutely wild. Yeah. One time I fought this, this big Chinese dude. I'm, I'm with this guy in the same hotel room, chilling. And I didn't find I was fighting him till it was way in time. There's some dirty shit. Like example, we get there and then they take us on a tour of the city in the hot sun, walking around showing us artifacts. And, and at one point I was just like, this is stupid. I'm about to weigh in tomorrow. I'm going, I'm going back to the hotel. They're like, oh no, 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 no. You can't go back and then go to taxi back to the hotel. Cause I, I was like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to wear me out. But however he was being treated, Adesanya stayed and has admitted those were the days that made him the man he is today. He said he was out there in China making his way alone and he told the promoters, let me fight, I'll fight whoever you want. That's Crazy wild. times. I think I had in 11 months, 10 months, I think I had 24 fights. Uh. There was one month I fought four times in one month and I had three knockouts. Yeah, I'd have to get because if Diamond had a fight in another city, my bl my brother Blood Diamond, um, then I have to go and I'll just get like fucking one of the boys from the Chinese team who doesn't speak English. I'm just like, okay, give me my mouth guard and just give me water. Whole That's water. It. Exactly. And I just fight. China was definitely, I, I'll always have ties to China because of my time there and the experience I got there. It was, yeah, the experience fighting constantly forcing myself to be in uncomfortable situations, you know. Izzy finally lost, though, in China when he went up against another foreigner in the Canadian Simon Marcus, who, if you don't know, is an absolute kickboxing legend. I mean, he would go on to win the glory middleweight title twice. He also lost it both times to, uh, yeah, guess who? And new glory middleweight champion of the world, Alex Pereira! Funny how that works, isn't it? When he fought Marcus, he walked out to the New Zealand flag, but he had the Chinese one wrapped around him like a cape. He ultimately lost the decision, though, and after that, started fighting all over the place. He ended up taking a fight in glory and went all the way to Istanbul and lost a decision. And that's when he also went back to New Zealand and started running through the King in the Ring tournaments. But after that fight, Izzy was no longer treated as the guy coming over. After so many tough fights in front of the crowd, they wanted him fighting on behalf of China against the other foreigners. Let's bring this guy on our team. Because whenever they had a shirt, it was Team China versus everybody else. But it gave me a name, you know, sure, uh, Heilong. It means the Black Dragon. They kind of just like put this narrative behind me for the Chinese people to back me up. Yeah, but they realized, oh, we can't fuck with this guy. So what do they do? Can't beat him? Sign Short him. Exactly. <laughs> so they signed me on the team, gave me, I think, the biggest contract for a foreign fighter they've given. Glory of Heroes started up as this new promotion, and if you take a look at the first fight card, every single fight puts a Chinese fighter against a foreigner, except for Izzy. He fought for China, and maybe that's why he got the hardest fight in Alex Pereira, I have no idea, but it didn't seem to help with the judges considering how close that first fight was, and it went the way of Alex. During this time, Stylebender had also started getting into MMA, as well as returning to the WLF to win more kickboxing fights. He also started winning in MMA as well. At Glory of Heroes 2, he was one of a few MMA fights, not kickboxing bouts, that happened that night, and he also represented China against a Canadian. Fun fact, Brad Riddell also fought for China that night. Then at Glory of Heroes 3, Adesanya rematched Philippe, the guy he had lost to in the Istanbul Glory fight, 
and once again, it was an entire card of Chinese fighters versus everyone else apart from Adesanya, who once again represented China. And from there, he continued to rack up wins on his pro record as well as his MMA one. His last kickboxing fight in China was against Bogdan Stoicher, a former champion and a guy who'd been ranked in the top 10 middleweights for several years, and they gave him a proper send-off. And I dug this up as well, which basically describes his entire journey up until that point. Uh, do you remember the first time I got called the Black Dragon? It's already been about six months. Since then, life has been crazy. Today's China's birthday. I want to speak to China in my own way tonight. My name is the Black Dragon, and I'm very honored. Originally from New Zealand, now representing China, I give you the Black Dragon! After that, it was off to glory in America and MMA in New Zealand, but it wasn't the last time Izzy represented China. About a year after that, Glory of Heroes called Adesanya back for one more fight, but this time in Brazil on a card that was entirely Brazilian versus Chinese fighters, except for Izzy. Uh, hey guys, my name is Israel Adesanya. I mean, he's stuck. Alex Pereira, he's a guy already fought before. I'm in his backyard and I want to take a tour, so I want to you know, come into his favela, slay him, you know what I mean? It was one final chance for him to show out for his Chinese fans and family, but as we all know, it didn't end well. Just a year after that though, Izzy would sign with the UFC at 11-0 in MMA. Why has it taken so long to sort of switch your focus to MMA? I was contracted to another company at the time. I think it was really important for me to get my experience outside the UFC. Now's the time. I just feel like I've just, I've just hit my stride in my prime. Well, this is martial arts. You, I, you know, if I, like, if I, wanted, I could have just stayed in kickboxing and undefeated or whatever, run like a crazy record, but I want to challenge myself. So what can we actually say about Izzy's time in China? Well, beyond the fact that it was really interesting to actually learn about what happened all those years ago, it was a pretty big step in his early career, one that no one has ever really talked about in any depth. At first, I'm sure being away from home in another country and learning the language and the customs wasn't easy, but being in those kind of situations forces you to grow and change as a person. He had to earn the respect of the promoters and the fans the hard way because no one would give it to him. He was brought in to lose, given shitty conditions and circumstances to fight in, but still managed to win over the crowd and the people and eventually became the highest paid foreign fighter and a star. The Black Dragon has a lot of meanings, but it's also regarded as a symbol of transformation facing your inner shadows and overcoming them and that kind of sounds like what Adesanya did. Don't get me wrong, like he said he was pretty well paid to represent China. Sean called him a sellout and I suppose in some ways he's not wrong. It wasn't a New Zealand or Nigerian flag he carried around at the end. But I don't think Izzy was ever handed anything in China. He had to go out there and fight for every bit of respect and promotion that he was given. Well, that was a lovely in-depth dive into the, the backstory, the origin story of Israel Adesanya. This was a lot of fun to research. Like, I'm a fan of kickboxing, but I'd never really gone inside of Izzy's early career. And, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. Traveling away from home. Izzy's definitely talked about his career being, you know, like a story before, like a movie. And I think, you know, this is the, the start of it. This is the beginning, the early days of how he honed his skills to become, you know, the style bender. 
Oh, shit. Got to give a shout out to Luke Taylor as well. He's a big Adesanya fan. You know, he's not here to, to, to get some appreciation, but uh, he worked hard editing this video. And I know he learned something about Izzy as well. So it's a special treat for old Luke today. I hope he was happy. Go show him some love on social media as well. You can see more of the things he does over there. We launched channel members a couple of months ago, and since then, loads of you have jumped on board by clicking that join button down below. You get a few cool benefits, access to the writer's meeting, and also two episodes of our podcast every week. Goes up there for the channel members. If you want to join them, click below. And as with every video, I want to thank our Hall of Famers and our channel champion members as well. You guys go that a little bit further to support the channel. Least we can do is give you a shout out. So thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Um, and then subscribe. Is that good? Nice little piece of hot content going in your pocket. And there will be more. You can guarantee that.